0: Hey, my name is Ryan McVitie and I am the pastor of the River Worship. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. If you haven't heard about the river yet, it's an amazing move of God happening in the greater Toronto area. Yes, Toronto, Canada It's a cold place, but we have warm hearts and we love coming together every Tuesday night and worshiping the Lord with all we've got We also get to dive into the Word, and that's where we're going to go right now. We're going to dive into the Word of God, and I trust and pray that it will impact you in a powerful way. If you're ever in the Toronto area, come visit us. We would love for you to worship with us together, but enjoy the message, and God bless you. Now we're going to get into the Word of God, and since you've already paid your compliment to each other, you've got Giving Week started, you're already giving, um... I'm really glad you did that. There's, there's something that I was once taught that I think is one of the most true principles in life. And it's this, that you will often forget what someone says to you, but you will never forget the way that someone makes you feel. You'll often forget the words that they said, but someone who makes you feel special, someone who makes you feel hurt, is something that you will always remember. Remember? So Giving Week, we're going to talk about giving tonight, but it's not just going to be about giving financially. It's not just going to be about tithes and offerings. Y'all, the principle of giving and how you can impact someone's life is so tangible and so incredibly important. And there was a man that I met, I had the honor of meeting a few years ago, that I want to tell you a little bit about tonight. I'm going to leave his name out of it. But he is one of the most successful people that I've ever met. And you might ask, what do you mean by successful? I don't mean wealth. He, he is wealthy. He's done very well. That's not what I mean. I, I mean a real measure of success. I mean, he, he is making a difference in this world, a positive difference. He's, he's seen people get into ministry, and, and his family is healthy and well and serving God. And he's just all the things that I really admire in an individual. And he's always been so kind to me. He's, he's made me feel um, like I'm valued. It's, it's something that I've remembered. I don't remember all the words that he's told me, but that that feeling is something that I remember and something that I value. And and I asked him, I got the, the privilege to ask him a question once. You know, when you meet someone that you look up to as your role model, a, a prudent question to ask is, hey, what what is your key to success? Like, how have you achieved this? How have you done this? I, I want to do what you're doing, how, how have you done this? What is your key to success? And I asked him what that is, and he gave me a one-word answer, which I was frankly really disappointed in because I wanted like five-step plan, you know, that I could put in place next month, and then the month after, and then boom, I'm there. He gave me a one-word answer, and he said, Ryan, the key to my success is flow. Flow, that's what he said. He said, the key to my success it's flow, so before I explain that to you like he did to me, thank God, cliffhanger, would you look to your neighbor, your second choice, apparently not the one whom you love, but the second round pick, come on, I'm watching. Don't cheat, I saw who you looked at before. Your second round pick, you got him? Second round pick, and say fix. Oh, come on, come on, say it like you're a preacher. Fix your flow. One more time. Fix your flow. flow. That's right. That's right. I think your second round pick has got it now. That's good. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about this principle that he taught me, rooted in the word of God, called fixing your flow. Fixing your flow, my friends, is one of the most important principles. This principle literally changed my life. I'm passionate about it, and I can't wait to share it with you. He followed up his one-word response with a one-sentence response that was really cryptic and at the time I thought was pretty weird. He said, Ryan, it's all about flow. In this life, you have two choices. He says, you can be a pipe, that's right, a pipe for God, what, or a bucket for yourself. He said, you can be a pipe for God or a bucket for yourself. And I was really perplexed by this. You know, my mind started going, what does he mean by that, a pipe versus a bucket? And he started to explain. And he said, Ryan, you know the scripture, James chapter 1, verse 17, that every good and perfect thing flows from above? Anyone here ever heard that before, that every good and perfect thing comes from above? Anyone here believe that tonight, that every good and perfect thing flows from above? Look, if you have breath in your lungs, you have a reason to be thankful tonight. Every good thing comes from the Father of lights, the Father God above That's what that verse says. He says, Every good thing comes from above, comes down from God. And then now you, Ryan, have a choice of how you get to deal with it. And he said, You can be a bucket. But the thing about a bucket is a bucket just fills once, and then it can't receive anymore. If you look behind me right here, you'll know that I like video games. This is Super Mario Brothers inspired. That's a bucket. That's what happens to a bucket. A bucket can receive, and a bucket can be full, but once a bucket is full, guess what? It can't receive anymore. It's full. Simple logic, okay? So he explains this to me. I go, okay, yeah, I'm following. That makes sense. And it's going to remain full forever unless it's empty. That's that's the only way. It's going to remain full. But then he taught me, he said, Ryan, a pipe, like a water pipe, like a flowing pipe, he said a pipe or a conduit, something like that. A pipe can receive blessing after blessing after blessing. It can flow and flow again and flow again and again and again. Why? Because pipes, my friends, do not accumulate. Pipes do not fill. Pipes flow. And I'm like, whew, this is a whole lot deeper than I thought. He gave me one word, flow. This is crazy. And, and I'll show you what that looks like up here on the screen. See. Water goes in, water comes out. Water comes out, water goes in. You can't overfill a pipe. But a bucket, once it's full, it's full. And I said, can you elaborate, man? I don't know if I'm getting this. He said this. He said, the day that I stop giving, he said, the day that I stop giving, Ryan, will be the day that I stop growing. This is coming from a man whose company has a net worth of over $5 billion. And he says, the day that I stop giving, Ryan, will be the day that I stop growing. And I said, what? You know, in my head, it would be the opposite. Like, if I want to grow and if I want to build, I need to accumulate, right? I need to accumulate assets. I need to accumulate skills. I need to accumulate experience if I want to grow. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, you don't understand. He said, the key to growing is to give. He said, giving more is the key to life, not just money. He said, giving is everything. And then he said, he said giving a darn about people's life. He didn't say darn. That's the PG Christian version. Giving a darn about people's life, giving kindness, giving joy, giving your time, giving care, giving your effort, even giving your money. He said, as long as your goal, Ryan, is to receive, you will never truly grow. As long as your goal is to be a bucket that just brings down from above and hopes to get full one day, you will never truly grow. He said his worst nightmare in life would be that, to become a bucket that is full. But you know what, in this life, I think most of us, we walk around just praying that God will fill our cup, that our cup will runneth over, that we will have a bucket full of all of our desires, all the things that we've been praying for, all the things that we've been wanting. But he taught me something very different. He said, that's not what it's all about. He said, you were designed to be a pipe, a conduit, and a vessel. And then he explained to me, That early on in his life, he started a business that at the beginning was very successful. And he made a few million dollars, and he was doing very, very well. But he was living life for himself. He was living life like a bucket. He wasn't flowing through what was coming to him, to other people, to other things, to the works of the Lord. He wasn't doing that. And he said he hit this season of extreme dryness. He hit this season of stagnation. He hit this season where it almost seemed like disease was coming in. He hit this season where the growth stopped, where, where everything seemed to be falling away. He hit this season where his family was falling apart, where his health was falling apart, where his business went into bankruptcy. And then he heard this message from God to flow. He just heard that one word from God you got to flow. And in an act of faith, what this guy did is he sold so much of his inventory, and then he gave the rest of it away. And he just started flowing in generosity. And every dollar that he got from his inventory, he gave to people. He gave back to God. And he just started flowing and flowing and flowing. And only then did things change in his life. And like I told you before, this guy's company now... He lives in Asia. His, his company is worth over $5 billion. This is a guy who has done it, but not just done it financially. He has a ministry that's reaching hundreds of thousands, of, if not millions of people around the world. And he taught me this principle of flow. So I want to talk to you about it just for a little bit tonight before we get to giving. Because, guys, when you are in a drought season in your life, When you're in a dry season, can we be honest? Is there anyone in this room bold enough to put their hand up that they have been in a dry season before? Where they have been thirsty and they have not found rain. They have not found water. Anyone? Me too. I've been there so many times. And when you are in that season, it's like you would almost give anything just for a little taste of water. Just a little bit of relief. Just a little bit of breakthrough. Just a little bit of change. And guys, water, that thing that you need when you're in a dry season. Water is the key to life. You could have a billion dollars, but if you don't have water for 7 days, guess what? You're toast. You could have all the followers in the world, but if you don't have water for 10 days, guess what? You're toast. Water is life, but hear this. Here's the principle that he was really trying to tell me. He said water Supply, blessing, water, provision in the drought in the dry season. Water that doesn't have a through, water that cannot flow, actually results in the end of life. Water that does not have a through actually results in the end of life. And I, when, when I got this, I, I still didn't really grasp the entire thing. He had to build it out more for me, and I hope this is the part now that you get tonight when, when water comes through and flows and moves, it brings life. But when water sits, guess what happens to it? It gets stagnant. It goes stale. And that blessing that came down from heaven and filled the bucket that you were ready to drink from, if you leave it there for a couple days, it starts to turn green. If you leave it there for a couple weeks... Without any flow, guess what starts happening to it? It starts to go stagnant. It starts to breed disease. It starts to breed infection even and insects all by itself. No one came and condemned your blessing, your water. The devil didn't come and cast a spell on it. All that simply happened was you left it alone without flow. You left it as a bucket, and you didn't act as a pipe. That's what he's teaching. He's saying that water without a through, the blessing, the thing that you're praying for, without a through flow, actually can become death, actually can be the opposite. And then when you go to drink from what was once your blessing, that thing you prayed for, without letting it flow through generosity to other people, now what happens? It makes you sick that thing that once upon a time was the thing that you prayed for so much. For some of you, it might be that spouse. For some of us, it's financial breakthrough, man, because we've been hurting our whole life. For some of us, it's the career that we've wanted. For some of us, it's the education that we've wanted, the blessing that we've prayed for. What I want you to know, if that blessing does not have a through, if that blessing does not have flow, it will go stagnant and will actually make you become sick. Flowing, running water, on the other hand, brings life and life more abundant to everything around it. What happens around a river? Life. You see trees. You see growth. You see towns built. You see cities built by lakes and by rivers because water is the source of life when it's flowing, when it's moving. My friends, flow in this life is what he taught me. Flow is everything. Not go with the flow that they teach you in 2023. That's the opposite of the Bible. What the Bible says is not go with the flow. The Bible says, be the flow. You're the flow. You're the salt of this earth. You're the light in this earth. You're the city set upon a hill as an example. Yeah, you can clap about that. Absolutely. (laughs) Flow. My friends, is everything. And there's this book in the Bible that is filled with so much wisdom called the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 25 puts it this way. It says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. See, when you let that blessing that comes down flow, when you refresh others, guess what happens to your blessing? It gets refreshed. That's what Proverbs is teaching us here. It gets refreshed. It's a flow, a pipe, a continuous process. Let's try it right now one more time. Would you pick another neighbor? Third choice. We're getting real deep right now. This is like where the Leafs usually are in a draft. Third round choice. <laughs> Pay them another compliment. We're just refresh them right now. Give them another compliment. Come on, try it. It's giving week. Look behind you. Find someone you don't know. Your hair looks great. You seem intelligent. It feels good, right? Does it feel good to refresh another person? I promise you, if you actually did it, it felt good. Because what you just were is you were a pipe. You were a flow. You weren't just a bucket concerned about getting filled by yourself comparing and competing. No, no, no. You're letting it flow. But then the next question you might ask, the next question I hope you don't have to ask, but I'm sure there's been seasons in your life where you, where you ask it, is how do I flow when it feels like I've got nothing to give? You know, when, when I'm feeling great, when my bank account is full That's when I'll flow, absolutely, no problem. When I have the job that I've always prayed for, the spouse that I've always wanted, then I can let it flow. But pastor, I'm in that desert season. How do I let it flow when it seems like there is nothing right now? What I want to remind us all of is that we are all blessed. We all have something that we can flow. You just flowed a teeny little compliment that might have just changed someone's day today. The person that you gave that compliment today might not have had anyone say a single kind thing to them all day. And you may have just changed their entire demeanor with that one, hey, you look nice tonight. You look great, like you've been in the gym while you're at the river. Getting a workout in while you're worshiping. We all have something that we can flow. Look at Mark chapter 12, if you know it, the story of the widow's mite. The widow had two pennies. Widow's mites were two pennies. And she gave her two pennies and the Lord said that she gave more than the rich men who gave out of excess who had so much to give. We all have something that we can flow and it's never been about how much we give to God. I just want to dispel that myth right now. To God, giving has never been about how much you give. It's always been about one thing and one thing alone. It's been about your heart. It's been about the alignment Of our hearts. That's what giving is all about. Because scripture says that your heart is where your treasure lies. It's a reality. It's just a truth that scripture shares to us. Giving has never been about how much we give. It's been about the heart. And that widow's heart was in her gift. We all can flow something. And it doesn't always have to be money. There are things you can flow out of generosity to people. What he taught me was, Ryan, no matter what you've got, you've got to flow what you have right now. Not wait for the next season when you make it. You've got to flow what you have right now. He flowed when he was bankrupt. He flowed when his family was falling apart and when he was in the hospital bed. That's when he flowed, and that's when it all changed. Friends, we have to find a way to fix our flow. If anyone here has ever done any plumbing or any waterworks or has any understanding of how a faucet or a tap works, let me show you through the screen here how flow works. When you start opening up the tap and when water starts flowing out of one side, when water starts to flow, guess what happens? The source and the supply fills the line and it starts coming down. When, when that tap is shut to your, to your faucet in your bathroom, there is no more water coming through that line in your house. But when you open that tap and when you start to flow and when your generosity is going out into the world, into God's people, then the source begins to supply. It's the way that it works. And the amount that you flow, that flows to you and through you and in and all around you determines what flows to you. Let me put it better than a way that Ryan McVitie could ever teach it to you. Let's get into the words of Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38, what did he say? He said this. He said, give, and it will be given unto you. Notice the order of that. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured out into your lap. For with the measure you use... For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That is the exact depiction of a pipe. The give and it will be given. The measure that you use will be measured to you. My friends, this is the opposite of the prosperity gospel and this is the opposite of the poverty gospel. This is just the gospel. Okay? This is just the gospel. See, We in the church, we love fighting about that. We love fighting about our buckets. Should our buckets be full or should our buckets be empty? If your bucket is full, you should feel bad. If your bucket is empty, that's the only way to live. That's how Jesus Christ lived. It's got to be full or it's got to be empty. I say this, you shouldn't even have a bucket. You should be a pipe. You should be flowing. I should be flowing. I shouldn't be concerned about how much I got and how much she's got and how much he's got. I should be concerned, is God flowing through me to the people around me? That's really the only concern. But we love to compare our buckets. And what he taught me in the beginning of that lesson was as long as you view this life, Ryan, as a bucket, you're just trying to fill and get more full than your bro or your friend or someone else, you will never really make it because that is not the way God has designed things. You're to be a vessel. You're to be a conduit. And look, fixing your flow, as you see right here, it's about order. You notice if the verse comes back on the screen, verse 38, if you see it on the screen, give and it will be given to you. Not it will be given to you and then give. I would love that. That would be great. That would make this whole thing a whole lot easier. That's not it. Give, and it will be given. The measure that you use, it will be measured to you. It's all about order. And actually, in Luke chapter 6, if you go back one more verse to verse 37, it says, Do not judge. There's an action. Don't judge. And guess what? You won't be judged. Do not condemn. And guess what? You won't be condemned. Forgive. There's an action and you will be forgiven. There's an order to the flow. Put it back on the screen, the pipe with the water. There's an order to the flow. You gotta first give, and then the supplier brings down the supply. The measure you use is the measure that you are given. Y'all, this is a principle. It's a simple principle, but it's very, very hard to put into practice, but it can change your life. We can't sit around waiting for our flow to come down before we start being generous. It works the opposite way, and this is what this man taught me, and it changed my life, and I want you to see it tonight, because what we love to do is we love to say things like, I'll be nice to her when she respects me. I'll be nice to her when she's nice to me. I'll be nice to him when he stops being a jerk. That sounds fine, that sounds reasonable in 2023. That's not the gospel. That's not fixing your flow. That's a one-way street. I'll give when they give. I'll be generous when I have more. If that is your mentality, you will never be set up to truly be generous. That's not the way that it works. No, no, no. It's the opposite of that. Because giving has always been about your heart. Giving is an act of worship. This is the river worship. Why do, we give, why do we do a giving week? One, because it makes this all possible. But two, because it's an act and a form of worship. We can't just worship with our lips and not with our heart. Lindsay and I, my wife and I, we're honored that we get to do all the premarital counseling at our church. And we've walked probably over 50 couples together through premarital counseling and getting them ready to go to the altar and join in holy matrimony. And there is so much that we have learned along this journey as we try to counsel couples. And when we were going through our training and our certification process for this program that we're a part of, We got taught this principle that really changed our relationship. Who's in a relationship tonight? This is not a relationship series, but let me see your hands. We're almost ready to go back to worship, but you people got to get this. You people, okay? I'm one of you. We got taught this very simple principle. What do you do when your partner is not giving you what you want? When your partner is not doing what you need? When your husband just keeps leaving the socks on the floor time and time again, no matter how many times you've told them not to, okay? That's the PG example. There's a whole lot of other things we could go with. What do you do in those situations? This is what we were taught, and we tell every single couple this. I believe the most effective way, yeah, communication, of course. You have to have communication. But something that goes farther than words is this thing called actions in life. And what we teach couples is that what you need to learn to do is to give what you want. Give what you want. If you want respect, give it in greater measure. Guess what? 99 out of 100 times will happen. It will be given back to you. Because that person that chose to marry you loves you. They care about you. Yeah, things fall by the wayside, priorities get out of whack, but when they see you giving respect day in and day out and day after day and giving more and more, they have no choice but to give it back. Give what you want, you would be amazed at the power of that principle. Humans, we're not perfect. Sometimes we mess that up and we don't reciprocate it, but what I want you to know about God, when he makes you this promise, guess what, he never messes up. He always reciprocates it. The question is not whether he will follow through with his part. The question is whether we will fix our flow. Whether we will be willing to give it so that he can then supply it in greater measure. That's not prosperity gospel. That's just Luke chapter 6. That's exactly what the word of God says. So the real question tonight is will you trust God to do his part? Will you trust him? that when you give in measure, he will supply in measure. That when you give, it shall be given. That when you refresh others, as the book of Proverbs says, you will be refreshed. Show that verse on the screen, verse 38, one more time. This is the last thing, then we're going to go back to worship. If the worship team would come up here, we're going to give our tithe offering and then go back to worship. Given, it will be given unto you. Get this part. A good measure not a little bit, a good measure from God is a great thing. Pressed down, shaken together exactly in the way it needs to be, and running over will be poured into your lap. That's the part that gets me most excited. You know why? Because sometimes I feel like as Christians, we're taught that we just have to beg God, and we got to Get down on our knees and pray and pray and pray. And prayer is never a bad thing. It's a good thing to pray. But you don't have to beg God for a promise that he has already made you. You don't have to do that. You just have to fix your flow. He says give and it will be given. The measure you use is the measure that will be given down to you. And then you don't have to go somewhere else. It will be pressed down, shaken together, running over more than you could ever imagine right into your lap. That's good news. That should get you excited. It's not about begging your God. It's about obeying your God. That's what Luke is trying to get us to see in this sixth chapter. We don't need to beg for it. We don't need to work for it. We just need to obey it. So tonight, my friends, is an opportunity. Tonight is an opportunity to fix the flow not just with giving and with finances. Some of us really need to do it in that area, and it is an opportunity for that tonight, but fixing the flow in all areas. We can't just be sitting waiting for it to come down before we will give it out. That's not the order of the flow. you got to give it, and it will be given down, poured right into your lap. you got to have the trust to believe that his word is true, and that he will do exactly what he says he's going to do. If you only will receive, if you'll live life the way I lived life until I understood this teaching where it's all about me, and I just got to receive and receive and receive. And you know when my bucket's full, I might spill a little bit over. I might give some drops to somebody here. I might give some water to somebody here. But first I got to get mine and fill my bucket. That's the way I lived until I understood this teaching. That is no way to live. Your bucket will never be full. You'll think the house will make it full, and you'll get the house, and it won't be full. You'll think the girl or the guy will make it full, you'll get them, and it still won't be full. Because it's about the flow. If it's only receiving, it goes stagnant and breeds disease and breeds death. It's all about movement and flowing water. So the question tonight before we pray together and then get ready to give our offering, our once per season offering. Do you want to be a bucket or do you want to be a pipe? I tried bucket. Don't recommend it. A bucket has a limit and a capacity. A pipe has no limit and no capacity. The ways that God will use you if you will let him flow through you and be generous is unbelievable. The question is, of bucket or pipe is to breed life, flowing water, or breed death, stagnation, and disease. That thing that once was a blessing just now making you sick. That is the choice. Lack or to have it poured into your lap.